not at the lectern. The most famous podcast in the world today. Caught at the electric. He's so cool. Come out and play. He's the guy all the other guys are jealous of. Cause he's the guy that all the girls wanna be with. Uh huh. Caught at the electric. The most famous podcast in the world today. He's got great guests on his show, like Dr. Steve and some other people. We love you, Carter. Hey, it's your old pal, Dr. Steve from Weird Medicine, and you're listening to the world-famous Cardiff Electric Podcast, one of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Sales, a sales and marketing podcast hosted by Cardiff Electric. Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. This is episode one, The Art of Sales. This is where we teach you to become a better salesperson, marketer, or general business person. Why do we call it the art of sales? Well, if you asked a hundred artists to paint a sunset, all hundred paintings would be different. But all one hundred paintings would be beautiful. And that is the beauty of sales. It is an art and that art can be expressed in many different ways. The only thing that matters at the end of the day is the result. Much like the painting, at the end of the day it doesn't matter how the artist painted the sunset, what media they used, The result is all that matters, a beautiful painting of a sunset. As in sales, all that matters at the end of the day is getting the sale. So how you get there and some of the different ways we can approach it is what this podcast will cover. This podcast series will generally focus on business-to-business sales and marketing, but it will apply in many different aspects of sales, whether you're selling in retail, door-to-door sales, 
telemarketing? Or any other type of sales? The concepts that we will teach you here are universal. Some other podcasts will tell you the most important thing is your sales funnel. Your sales funnel is very important. Having quality leads go into the funnel help you get more sales out of your funnel. But that's not step one. Step one is knowing what you're selling. Once you know your product or service and the benefits of it, you can work backwards from there. Finding customers that have a need for that product or service. That is what I will always call step one. Now, when I say a need, it's not strictly a need. Some of you may be selling what we would call a luxury item that at the end of the day, nobody really needs. But if a client or customer, those two words are interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. If a client wants something bad enough they perceive that want as a need so that works for us too so again let's go back to whatever product or service you need to sell and think about what kind of customers would want or need that product and or service. From there, you can start to build your list of prospects. A prospect is somebody that you will try to sell your product or service to. They have not yet purchased or tried your product or service but you through your research have determined that they would be an appropriate person to try and sell your product and or service to now a lot of salespeople starting out in the biz will write down 
or type a list of prospects and they will add everyone they can think of. That type of prospecting model is called the spray and pray method. Now the spray and pray method is called that because you are trying to sell to a whole bunch of different people hoping that one of them may purchase your product and or service. There isn't really a lot of thought or research that goes into developing your prospect list using this method. This method can be effective sometimes because you're generally approaching a higher volume of prospects. So you may have a lower likelihood of success, say for example 10%, but if using this quick to market method you're able to approach more prospects, the probability is that you will in fact get some sales. I do not subscribe to this method although as I said before there is more than one way to skin a cat. I prefer developing a very finite list of products prospects sorry the tighter the list of prospects the more appropriate the list of prospects the more likely you are to close a deal so again researching your prospects to ensure you have a good match between prospect and your product or service. For example, if you were selling a car, you would want to make sure that your list of prospects all have a valid driver's license. Now this is a very basic and simple example, but it's used to illustrate the fact that you wouldn't try to sell a car to someone who can't drive. So somebody without a valid driver's license should not be on your prospect list. It would be a waste of your time and their time. Well, that's all for this week. Tune in next week 
where we will discuss more concepts in the world of sales and marketing. This has been The Art of Sales, Episode 1, hosted by Cardiff Electric. Now let's take some calls from our listeners. Also, if you have a sales or marketing question, be sure to call into the show. Hey Cardiff, Gary here. You remember not too long ago when John's mom had a hole in her roof in Massapequa? She had all kinds of water leaks. Well, it's kind of migrated to California. John now has leaks in his shower, leaky shower. So rather than get it fixed by a professional, he talked to his neighbor and a friend of a neighbor came by to fix it, cut some holes in the drywell trying to fix it. And according to John, there's no more leak. Who knows about mold from all the leaky water in the drywall? But it doesn't sound like he patched it up very professionally. Just kind of jerry-rigged the whole thing. Another John special. Kind of throw some tape on it and hope it works. Hey, it's Joe DeRosa, and you're listening to the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Hey, Cardiff. Gary here in San Diego. I'm uh, sending you that exclusive agreement that you sent me via FedEx indicating my all my content from here on out will be going directly to you exclusively at Cardiff Electric. I have to let you know, though, that my cousin, Barry from Escondido, who lives near the Twin Oaks Winery, he says he's going to start contacting Carl. So I can't have can't stop him from doing what he does. That's Barry from Escondido. If he wants to contact Carl, that's up to him. Okay, just want to let you know about what's going on. Anyway, that's it. Hey, Cardiff. Gary again in San Diego. I did want to let you know about uh, what Carl said on his WATP podcast about supporting Stuttering John because he's afraid Stuttering John's going to lose his income stream since he has no more comedy gigs. He's got no show business gigs, and he's going to run short on money. So we should support him. I disagree with that. If Stuttering John runs short on cash, he could always get a, a home equity loan. Or, as you recall, Stuttering John says he's got millions in his stock portfolio. He could sell some stock, a little bit here, a little bit there, sell some of his AMC stock or foreign motor stock, a couple thousand a month. That should make up for any shortfall that he has on uh, his income stream. Anyway, that's my idea. Hey, Mark Norman here, and you're listening to Cardiff Electric Podcast Network, number two after Joe Rogan. Yes, they also hate vaccines and love the N-word. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you in hell. Comedy. Hey, Cardiff, Gary here. Well, there's a couple new developments since your crossover podcast with Carl. Number one, John indicated he's lost about 50% of his investment portfolio. Stocks that he has in AMC, American Airlines, Disney, dropped 50%. Number two, 
since you and Carl decided to get John more donations to help him on his podcast, John looks like on his Twitter account, he says he's dropped a dime on Carl. He called the Rochester Police Department. The only reason he called the Rochester Police Department would be to drop a dime on Carl for who knows what reason. All he said was on his Twitter is, I contact the Rochester Police. Stay tuned for more information. Who knows what's going on here? This doesn't look good for Carl, though. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Gardner, I noticed that you ain't had no, uh, uh, no finale to that, uh, or, or, you know, that uh, John M. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who that is. You know, I'm just from the holler. I am real, you know, uh, worldly like, like, like you are. And I, anyway, uh, I sure would like to hear what happens. I, you left us on what you call a cliffhanger. And uh, can't wait to see you in Rochester, New York. I'm going to be there. You're going to have you a, a fella from the holler up there in the big uh, big city up there. Now a whole bunch of Yankees up there. Well, we'll have a good old time. I don't mind a Yankee long as they keep to that same. All right. Thank you, Mr. Carter. We'll talk to you later. I can't wait to hear you next episode. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Carter, I noticed that you ain't had no, uh, uh, no finale to that, uh, or, or, you know, that uh, John M. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who that is. You know, I'm just from the holler. I am real you know, uh, worldly like, like, like you are. And I, anyway, uh, I sure would like to hear what happens. I, you left us on what you call a cliffhanger. And uh, can't wait to see you in Rochester, New York. I'm going to be there. You're going to have you a, a fella from the holler up there in the big, uh, big city up there. Now a whole bunch of Yankees up there. Well, we'll have a good old time. I don't mind a Yankee long as they Keep to that same. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cardiff. We'll talk to you later. I can't wait to hear you next episode. Hey, Cardiff. So it looks like John is selling his house. Uh, I'm looking at the Zillow listings right now, and, you know, bless that realtor's heart. It's, uh, it's a fucking mess, to say the least. But yeah, I, I don't know why he's selling it. He is, in his words, a self-proclaimed multimillionaire. Uh, what's another 400000 going to do for him, especially in this housing market? Where's he going to go? Um, maybe he'll stay at his mom's. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's gonna be hard to sue Carl using California law when you're living in Florida. But then again, John is the man that makes the impossible possible. So uh, yeah, very very interesting turn in the uh, the current arc of the stuttering John anime that we're all living in. All right, well, punch it out. Bye. Bye. You know, the more I think about it, the more the current Stuttering John filler arc that we're in right now is, uh, it's kind of a fucking bummer. Like, the guy is having, uh, tics because he's withdrawing from alcohol, and then he's drinking himself to death. His liver is clearly failing on him. Surprised his eyes aren't yellow yet, so, you know, I guess he's got that going for him. Uh, he's selling his house. He is starting a bunch of lawsuits with, in his words, a big company, and every news organization is going to follow it. I didn't realize Carl was that big. I guess congrats to him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Hopefully he uh, 
he lives to see another year. Someone who uh, also has a house in the Valley, uh, maybe John wouldn't have to leave if he didn't live in the state with the highest property tax, the highest cost of living, the highest gas, the worst electrical grid ever since the Stone Age. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow, maybe he's making the right decision. Yeah, what's up, Cardiff? It's the man Paco. Posted up in the cut like a bandage. You know what I'm saying? Just calling to say what's up, man. How's life in the fast lane? You know what I mean? Anyways, I love your podcast, man. Keep doing your thing. Oh, yeah, shout out to Carl. Also, shout out to Trucker Andy. Shout out to Kroger. Shout out to everybody, except for Meredith. No shout out for her. Shout out for Paco. All right, later, dog. Hey, Cardiff, Gary here. Well, there's no substitute teaching jobs for the summer for Stuttering John, but I do have an idea for him, uh, one where he could just roll out of bed, walk out of his condo on Roscoe Boulevard there, walk next door, and pick up a job at Home Depot. Yeah, he could be an aisle salesman. You know, the guy you walk in the aisle and he specializes in that aisle at Home Depot? The two aisles I think he'd be good at, one would be where uh, they sell Roach Motel products, and the other's where they sell cat litter. He'd be good at either of those aisles. Wouldn't need much training. He knows all about those subjects. So that's a good idea for him. And he could make a lot of extra money, not have to go too far to work. Anyway, there's an idea for Stuttering John. Hey, Cardiff. Gary here in San Diego. Well, this is long overdue, but I can't thank you enough. You've made me the most famous person here in my cul-de-sac in San Diego. Yeah, very famous in my own cul-de-sac. Thank you. Hey, Cardiff, Gary here. Well, Ch Stuttering John finally admitted the truth. He admitted he's a uh, substitute teacher. He fessed up. I wonder what else he's going to fess up on now that he's telling the truth. Is he going to admit he's an Uber driver? Or is he going to admit he's a short order cook on the side? One thing for sure, he definitely needs cash if he's substitute teaching. Too bad for stuttering John. Told you people before, right? I don't want none of it. You're obsessives. It's weird. It's odd. All this photoshopping and memes. I don't... Who are you? you you got a lot of time on your hands, you people. You're odd. And, mate, they're messaging me daily. I sometimes five or six times. Oh, be a dabbler. It's not big and it's not clever. These, these people, Cardiff. These people. Anyway, love you, boy. Au revoir.